if you learn how to control it, the entrepreneurial brain becomes the most powerful tool in your arsenal. In this podcast, I will dive deep into the psychology and biology behind it to help you understand yourself and ultimately become your best, most authentic self. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurial Brain Podcast. Today I'm here with Nikki Trott. She's on a mission to empower conscious entrepreneurs to thrive with purpose. She's the founder and CEO of Accelerator, which helps conscious entrepreneurs transform both internal purpose and external impact to unlock full potential, fulfillment, and success. Her podcast, Going Conscious, explores new ways to live a more conscious life of fulfillment and free them with entrepreneurs and academics. Super excited. I've met her on Clubhouse and from the intro, you can tell we share a lot of values, conscious entrepreneurship. She's a digital nomad as well. So traveling, freedom. So very excited for this one. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. That was a pretty brief intro for me, but I would love to hear it from you. Like, how did you come into that entrepreneurship journey, especially the digital nomad aspect? So when did that start for you? How did it start for you? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I worked for other people for the first 10 years of my career, but always small companies. I always knew that I didn't want to be part of a huge corporate structure with, you know, very restricted levels and hierarchies and things. So my first job was actually as the third employee in a startup, in a fashion technology startup. And I really enjoyed the expanse of learning there, really getting involved in so many things and sitting next to the CEO and, and learning how to build a business. Then I, I worked uh, as a director for a couple of great agencies in fashion advertising and marketing across London and New York and was traveling a lot and flying around the world and staying in great hotels and working with top brands like Calvin Klein and Dior and, you know, working on, on interesting work and meeting amazing people. But the work more and more didn't feel aligned with my values. I, I realized that I had achieved what I've been told success was, you know, being the youngest director and with the kind of prestige that we think brand, big brand names and big salaries have, but it didn't feel fulfilling at all. And I knew that there was so much more that I was here to do that I hadn't discovered yet. Uh, and actually, I don't know if you are familiar with the Saturn return, this, um, I think it's from astrology, this concept of when all the planets are in the same place again as when you were born, when you're 29. I actually don't really know anything about astrology, but I've been told so many times that I had a typical Saturn return. I was 29 years old and sitting in my cushy job and just thought there is so much more. I can't do this. And I, so I left my job. I left my relationship for five years with a lovely man who's still, still a good friend, left, left our apartment, left my hometown, my home city of London and changed everything, cut my long hair off, became fully vegan. You know, everything happened within a few months. The Brexit vote also happened at that time, which was a last straw, like definitely needed to get out of the UK. And I moved to Berlin. Um, where my best friend is from, where I have a lot of friends and I've always had clients there as well. And that's where I started my first business. Um, I was really on my spiritual journey and giving myself so much time. For the first few months, I didn't work at all for the first time ever. I had literally started working when I was still at school and gone straight into university and always really enjoyed working and always had a, well, I would say a good balance. You might say burning the candle at both ends, but um, 
I never felt I'd missed out on anything, but I just, I didn't work for three months for the first time. And I walked around the city. I walked everywhere, took my time, connected with my body, got really into Pilates, um, meditation and reading spiritual books. And it all started with Eckhart Tolle's uh, Mm -hmm. The Power of Now. And if anyone hasn't read that, (laughs) then they they must, Um, you know, it's, which is such a good starting point to really dive into spirituality and becoming vegan and connecting with my body, meditating, discovering breath work. I'd never taken drugs. um, Although I was drinking alcohol regularly as a an extrovert big social person um but then I stopped drinking alcohol started taking psychedelics and there were just so many factors all happened at once which led to me really discovering myself so much more and shedding a lot of the external beliefs that I've I'd had and the kind of external ideas about what success was or how one should live their life and I found that moving city and moving somewhere like Berlin where no one cares Um, you know you you can walk down the street wearing anything and never even have a second look and so it it was really nice to to feel that as far as I could explore myself I would never even you know be the freak whereas in London it was very much um, people were staying within their social circles that that had always been there and it's very uh, it's very different in London as much as I love London and my old friends, there was also a side of it that I had to grow out of and escape. Um, also dancing in the clubs. I was going to to the club Berghain almost every Sunday and, mm. and dancing to, to techno. And this was also a way to really connect with my body and go into a meditative state. I'd never understood actually clubbing that much before, let alone, um, you know, really for, from a spiritual perspective. So that was also really interesting. And, and my business was going really well. I was working half the hours and earning twice the money and working with big clients, brands, um, strategy and marketing for clients like Mercedes Benz and Mac and big brands still, but more and more realized that I just couldn't align my values, which I was coming so much closer to with the work I was doing and, The final straw was when I was flown to New York for a few days from Berlin to run a digital conference for a luxury skincare brand. And they gave me a facial so I could understand the products. And it was actually my first ever facial. I'm not not really high maintenance. And as as this wonderful woman was um, giving me a facial and putting this cream on my face, she was explaining that the cream... Which is like basically makeup? Enlighten me. No, it was like, um, it's like... It's like a cleaning and kind of like face masks and that kind of stuff. And she was putting this cream on my face and she told me how it was made with caviar. And I asked her, <laughs> what, real, real fish eggs? And she said, yes, yes, it's the secret ingredient, the, you know, the caviar. And and I just lay there thinking, okay, this, this is just absurd because I've been flown for three days to New York. I mean, I was also flown for one meeting to LA from Berlin and I was really, I'd cut back my travel for business a lot, but I was still doing some pretty crazy unsustainable things. And, and I would never buy this product. It's not vegan. I, you know, it was a a pot that was a really ostentatious amount of plastic and a bit of cream in the middle for 1000 us dollars. I would never, Mm ask anyone I know to buy that I would never buy it myself so it was just this moment of okay it's got it's just it's not going to become less absurd it's me that needs to walk away and that was the last thing I did with that business and and I walked away and my dad worried I'd become a hippie (laughs) (laughs) I left that successful business the risk is there (laughs) yeah and went to really discover myself and and um 
and who, who I am and what I care about. And I trained as a transformation coach and just really allowed myself to expand and explore and follow my intuition where it guided me. And then started coaching visionary entrepreneurs who are aligned with my values, who want to make a positive impact in the world. And then of course, realize all that brand business and entrepreneurial experience that I have is super relevant to them as well. So I brought it all together and, and that's Conscious Accelerator. And, and what I really realized as I was building this business was, you know, it's really important for me to design my business around my desired lifestyle, not to plan my life around this bit of space that's left around the business or around work, which is what I'd always done. I'd worked and then, okay, what am I going to do with the rest of my time? And that's what led me to be nomadic. I, I decided to only work with clients online and that that would be something that I would have to stick to. Um, and if, if that wasn't okay for a client, then unfortunately we weren't a good match because I wanted to have freedom to move globally where, and be where I needed to be um, at any given time. And most clients were totally fine with it. But then, I mean, six months later when, or nine months later when COVID hit, of course, no one asks anymore why you will only work online. So that's not even a topic. But it was really just aligning with my values and my first value being freedom and wanting to explore being in nature more as well, having always been living and working in big cities that led me to that lifestyle. So that was a very, very long answer that I tried to, to cram in the main bits there for you. I love it. The only thing it makes me hard to follow up because I really have to decide on what, because it's really crazy how aligned we are, even with the, the embodiment, the dancing part with techno, it was the same for me of getting into my body and then seeing like from 10 years plus only being in the gym, very monotone movements and then seeing like the huge value and how disconnected I was also with the interoception with my emotions also, not only my body. Um, but yeah, I think I will start because it's a big thing with your values now and how do they differ from your values in your values in your previous life? So let's talk about that. Oh, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, we can always look back from now, can't we? But I could never answer as I would have 10 years ago if you'd asked me, what are your values? Um, but from my perception now, I don't think my values have changed at all. I've just become closer to them and been bold enough to allow them to lead my life. So I was always passionate about sustainability. I was 12 years old when I asked my mom why we're eating animals and why we're putting rubbish in the bin, what happens to it? It can't just go into the earth and, be, and disappear. And, you know, it, sustainability was always massive for me. Freedom was always huge. Even at school, I knew I didn't want to follow any of the paths that my school was putting out for us, lawyer, doctor, studying, you know, history or geography. And, and I knew no, none of this is for me. I, I need to make my own path. And so, you know, openness is also one of my leading values and being open-minded. And that's definitely been something that I have come closer to a bit later before. I think it was, you know, being 20 years old and not really knowing myself yet. I had certain presumptions around, you know, the way we things should be and what's good and bad and what's right and wrong and what I don't agree with and what's crazy. And, you know, I remember thinking the vegan across the road was crazy when I was a child because I didn't understand it and, and it was different. And that's so often our kind of fear-based reaction to anything that challenges our belief system. And I've definitely been totally there and in that world. So openness or open-mindedness is one of my core values now. And um, in a way it was always there because I was exploring things more openly 
than my peers. But at the same time, I was definitely pretty judgmental. And that's something that I work to release and, and understand acceptance and completely, wow, it makes your life so much easier, doesn't it? When you could, when you accept radically and surrendering as well, you know, really to, to where things are. So yeah, I think that they have always been here, but I think I didn't have the boldness to really allow them to guide my life before. Yeah, beautiful. By the way, did you know, like psychedelics, plant medicines, there are studies that, that did the trade, the big five trade, openness is one of the big five trades, the, the pathology and it increased that by one standard, one standard deviation long lasting. So that might definitely be, be one of the factors, but I can see, as you mentioned before, you already had these values in you, but the kind of society you're upbringing, the, the institutions, the school you went through, kind of forced you, yeah, let, let's take it with forced you away from it. So did, is that a, in, um, a kind of description of that state that you're just coming back more to yourself, towards your intuition, towards yeah, your exactly. true self? And yes, totally. And, and through this process, I, yeah, I, I like the way you describe it. And I think that when we're living in a way that we have this this kind of identity or the, the external validation and the societal relations so built up around us that that are that's how we perceive our own self. We have this illusion of I am these external reactions to what I portray myself to be. And we think that that's reality. It can be very difficult to let that go. And I think we all experience that. Sorry, I almost sneezed and then I didn't. <laughs> I have a little bit of hay fever too. Um, yeah. I think we all experience that in some way, you know, and and I'm sure you've been through this yourself where we need to radically say, you know what, I'm going to let this go. I have no idea what's underneath and I'm I'm prepared to just see. And the layers of the onion start coming off and you start throwing them away one by one and breaking them down. And, and then sometimes it's really hard and you're like, but what, who am I now? And what am I meant to do? And, and the pendulum can swing really far the other way. I often observe that in myself and my clients that, you know, you're in one place and you shake it all off and then you go whoosh right to the other side. And then I was kind of like, I just want to help people and be in nature and, and, you know, and, and meditate, you know, I went to Vipassana meditation, 10 days silence in 10 hours a day meditating and, by the end of it, I could sort of feel the the buzzing coming from the trees and I, just totally different experiences. And, mm. and then, but then finding that balance in the middle where you kind of bring everything together. That's where I feel I am now. And intuition has been hugely important and something that I know has always been there, but it's just a constant journey of trusting it more and more and surrendering to it more and more. And I love that book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Um, which was my favorite read last year, I think, where he talks about his process of just surrendering to every part of his life in such a present way. And I think that that's also a really important part of it. Yeah, beautiful. That's also where, where this question came from, this observation, because exactly, I went through the exact same process of me being like in the engineering path and then tumbling into the consultant world and being like in banks and wearing a suit and totally out of alignment with like my true self my true intuition I didn't even think of myself as creative because yeah that's also partly of my understanding of creativity and also big time by by the task I did like some little creative like I worked in strategy so there was some creativity involved but also a lot of just do this make this excellent analysis 
and then this liberation also plant medicine helped me with that i think because these beliefs built up above such a long time you go to school and then yeah you are 16 or whatever 18 and then you go to university and the step by step by step and then the kind of sunk cost fallacy now you spend all these years doing that path so it's super hard to just this belief system which are incredible strong like it's actually biology there's myelination in your brain so these pathways they get thicker and thicker so it's very easy for your brain to fire them but it's super hard to step out of them so yeah i'm so happy that i did that and then now i'm in the other pendulum swing that that you described here in portugal dropped into the super spiritual corner so everyone around me is just meditating and super aligned with nature and doing breathwork and all this stuff but i'm now more and more like okay like i like love nature i love the environment but i also this business side of me is still there the the young part and this is what i'm totally feel is missing in this world so i'm super excited about your conscious accelerator and i think because it's exactly what tries to bring the kind of business and spirituality together what is exactly what our world needs in these times i would argue Exactly. I completely agree with you. I think we can use business to change the world in a positive way and change ourselves and governments aren't going to make the changes that we need. And big corporations, even though some of them are probably trying, they're not able to. It's about the new, smaller, pivoting businesses that have the power to really align with our values and not choose between profit and purpose, but maximize both and be successful because of the impact and purpose. And, and I, that's what I'm committed to. That's what my mission is to help more and more people to find their path within that and to really use business to make a massive change to their own lives and bring all of that freedom and abundance and, and whatever their personal view of success is, but also to make massive impact on the world and on, on people. And this is how I see consciousness rising in, in a way which, which is so tangible to us. And, you know, I, I love what you said also about the kind of not thinking you're creative because you're a strategist. And I had exactly the same as a strategist myself. And although I've always painted and made pottery and just and sung in choirs and done so much music and art. But I think that I, I also realized that when I left working for other people that I was so compartmentalized because that's what fits a corporate structure, even for a small company, your skills are in this or this bucket and that's where you need to stay because that's how it works. And I think that's also a very old paradigm way of doing business and building a team and to allow people's different gifts to really shine through and that's how they can be fulfilled in your business as well. Absolutely. What would you say is your purpose? So my purpose is to empower conscious entrepreneurs to really thrive and profit with purpose. That's a nice and coherent answer. It seems like you already thought about that before our interview. Then next question, what exactly is a conscious entrepreneur? So it's a good question and can be defined in different ways. For me, a conscious entrepreneur is somebody who wants to create a positive impact on the world with the work that they do. And it's not for me to say you're more conscious than you or, or anything like that, but it's about, you know, really bringing a, po a positive intention and working towards that. It's not about starting from a place of perfection, but it's about, you know, using your internal environment and developing your internal environment continually as you develop your external output and strategy and, and just make sure that everything stays aligned so that you can really succeed and make the difference in the world you're here to make and that's where i truly believe every person can find their happiest path yeah 
Beautiful. I think that's, I mean, passion, purpose, these, these slogans are everywhere on the entrepreneurship world. But in the end, it's, it's so crazy for me how fundamental, especially me with that kind of ADHD brain, where the societal view is like, oh, you have the attention deficit, you can't focus. And then, oh, wait a minute, that's actually not a true description at all. Because if you're actually interested, then there's this, this hyper focus, you really zoom in, you're able to, to massively focus. And then that, that's why I really think it's beautiful that um yeah there are people like you and others who are bringing this message out there who are working towards telling about the importance of purpose of passion and yeah driving that forward okay taking one step yeah one step back because it's one thing that i just wanted to to touch on what you mentioned in the beginning this um 29 years old Saturn rotation, which is kind of interesting. In fact, just a few weeks ago, someone told me that because I'm about to turn 29 uh, <laughs> end of this year. Watch out! <laughs> so I'm prepared. You're already for going through it. Yeah, yeah. In part, that that's actually true. Like it's it's happening, as I mentioned before, in the spiritual environment. So I'd love to hear like maybe about some of the, the challenges that you face during the, that process, doing this radical transformation. So how did it actually feel for you to go through that massive shift? Like were there some doubts and confusion or were you like happy immediately after you made that transition out of the corporate world? So how did that look internally for you, that process? How did you experience it? Mm. So, I mean, mostly I found it incredibly liberating and I'm one of those weird or unusual people who loves change I just I love change I thrive off it um, and so that really makes things a lot easier for me when I'm going through big change but there were definitely challenges too and the two that spring to mind was one how I would value myself because I had been valued by my environment for my success in my career at a young age earning well living this lifestyle and Without that, then what made me special or am I special or is anyone mm. special or, or what really am I here for? And is it nothing or is it everything? And, and to really rebuild my sense of my own personal value. And, you know, now when I have a day of presence, that's my highest kind of value with myself of, you know, I'm so there's nowhere better that I could be but back then was very far from that there was this this identity this idea of an identity and I was not sure how to replace it and that just happened step by step by step throughout the the spiritual evolution and continues to evolve of course um and the other thing was I remember just really being so committed to my journey and and aligning with my intuition and doing the training and working with the people who came to me. But then when I was ready to put my new business out into the world, I, I suddenly had a feeling of, I know thousands of people in the fashion world around the globe. That's my network, you know, that's who my LinkedIn is made up of. They're going to think I've gone absolutely crazy. They're going to think I've lost, lost the plot when I put out their consciousness, coaching, they're gonna think, oh my God, you know, what's happened to her? And um, 
that was something I had to work through a little bit where I just I, I put off announcing it for a month or two and I wasn't publicly using any social media really anyway so it, it felt very vulnerable um, and I felt like my journey and the place I got to was very sacred and I had absolutely no doubt that it was absolutely perfect for me at that time that's exactly what I needed to be doing but I didn't want the judgment of people who weren't there yet who were maybe some steps behind um but then I realized <laughs> no one really cares no <laughs> everyone's worrying about themselves <laughs> far too much to really care about what you're doing and also the people who don't follow that journey that you know it's just about letting them go thank you for whatever role we had together I release you and just it was so freeing to realize that why why do we hold on to people or think that we need to maintain the same relationships forever it, it it's just about allowing everyone to evolve in their own way and then I put it out there and of course it felt great and then I was surprised by some of the people who were reaching out to me from the fashion industry saying, hey, I've also been on my spiritual mm. journey. I've also been just wanting to change this. I've also found my values of this and this. And how can we work together? Or thank you for inspiring me. And I got no, no negative comments whatsoever. And anyone who may have may have seen something and found negative, like I said, I released them. So, uh, yeah, there were some good lessons in there. Yeah, definitely letting go man this interview is really funny for me <laughs> it's crazy like the, the similarities between you and my journey and then also the, the same kind of beliefs or, or fears or whatever like even now sometimes because on, on facebook i have like quick strategy consultant to to help entrepreneurs perform and feel their best or something some people then related with like oh mindset coaching or whatever and they're like dude like i know you can make a lot of money in, in strategy consultant why did you do that and And things like that but then really just letting go of the beliefs and even like yeah with the coaching and people see oh you are a strategy consultant you work a lot you are in corporations and you leave that behind to travel around and and do your your, your coaching and <laughs> it was funny but like as you mentioned like letting go has been extremely liberating and just allowing me to to consciously involve and really trust the universe and then more and more plus keep popping over like i still don't only identify with oh i'm only the coach but i see like i'm working i'm on my on my my passion i'm working on my purpose on my mission of bringing alignment back helping entrepreneurs for example live in accordance with nature and then being one little part in this in this world and society that helps restore balance to our world and as you mentioned it i had also the same thing like you know spirituality is super weird and quirky and energy body and all these vocabulary that comes around And for me, it also was in the no-go area because I grew up. My mom was quite spiritual. So it was always for me like, oh, all this bullshit. And now the more you see like a lot of high-level entrepreneurs, a lot of high-level people, they are already on that path because even my coaching framework, body, mind, spirit, the kind of spirituality, it's just for human well-being, it's it's fundamental. So Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you mentioned those, those people commenting because what I observed by when I stopped drinking alcohol, I noticed, you know, London and Berlin, pretty alcoholic places. And I noticed that the people who had a problem with it 
were the people who had an alcohol problem. Mm. And I realized that before. And the people who would say, why would you not drink? I mean, it must be so boring. How could you even go out without drinking? And, and you know, they can't stand it because they don't even realize as they say it, but they subconsciously are, are being triggered into having to consider the way they're living and they don't want to, and they're not ready to. And so I think that applies also to people who are triggered by other things. Um, when you say you're vegan, they say, what did you, did you even eat? It's like, wow, okay, there's something in you where you haven't yet thought about how you want to intentionally. Um, nourish your body or when someone says to you but you could have earned all this money and now you're doing something else it's like they're not ready for you to say what's most important to you is it money or might you prefer freedom or might you be able to have mm. both so it, it's really interesting isn't it once you see that and then you can just go when they're ready it's 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 in their own time yeah, it's crazy how powerful our mind is. And even for me, like understanding that on an intellectual level, reading a lot of philosophy, psychology and understanding kind of subconscious how powerful it is. And this exact same thing, then you are also being triggered by certain things. And then my actually my roommate told me, yeah, maybe it's something new. Like, no, no, in this case, like I'm definitely sure it's not. But in the end, it turns out like, yeah, again, it was the exact same thing. For example, like even yeah, okay, it's, it's a kind of a, yeah, it's not even a weird example, but it might be weird in the context where I was super triggered in the ayahuasca and also San Pedro ceremony by like body noises, a lot of mourning and puking. And I was like super triggered by all these noises. Like, oh, why do these people make all these noises? It's inappropriate, which I think is super deep into our culture. And then at one point, I really could finally connect to that kind of, okay, puking, it's not something bad and something you shouldn't do, but it's also like this, this purge. And I think in in uh, English, there's even this, this section between puking and purge where this cleansing is. And then having like that, that thing released, then I wasn't that badly triggered by it at all. And then that's just one example. So it's really beautiful yeah. to see how, yeah, when it's in your shadows, like really be aware about the things you're triggered off because that's where your growth potential is. Really listen to that. Exactly. <sighs> okay. Now I had one question which i kind of got lost in my my <laughs> trigger mode what was it da, da, da. yeah holistic really, really really again because i've been the same thing i love holistic thinking and for me i also try to more and more combine my kind of passion of body mind spirit optimization like helping entrepreneurs perform and feel their best with the like kind of strategic thing because life and business are interchangeable like they're interconnected like everything else in this world so would like to to learn a little bit about your process how does that look like in your conscious accelerator like do you have a certain framework that you talk people through like how do you combine the kind of external and internal work that you do combine in your work yes yes i love that you're always into holistic as well and and so the way that i define the process that i take my clients through is really about bringing the internal along into the external. So I have a three-step methodology that I've developed and refined and, and grown. And so the first of the three steps is to dispel your blockers. And this is deep internal work around your fears and limiting beliefs and stories you've told yourself and letting go of, of any negativity in your relationship with money and really looking at your self-belief and connecting with your intuition. Lots of different topics that really help 
you to get the mindset you need to maximize your potential. Um, and, and obviously all of those things affect your whole life, not just your work. And then the second step is to define your purpose. And this is really going into values and understanding what your purpose is, what is most important to you, and then refining that into a clear mission statement, um, like mine, which you asked me earlier, <laughs> which I had at the tip of my tongue. And then from the second step, it's then about translating that into your external impact on the world. So the, the third step is to drive your, your impact. And we do that with brand strategy, business strategy, business planning, and really working out the structure and how you're going to bring your mission to the world. So it really takes us from the internal through to the external. And I believe that's how we can empower people to succeed because with just one of those two sides, it's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah. And traditionally, they've been so separate. Definitely. Like everything in our world, like I need yeah. to stop doing it, but I keep mentioning it in nearly many podcast episodes that book the master into the mystery where the author make this beautiful case of how our entire world basically has become left brain dominant through our interventions of the yeah. internet machines, the industrial revolution and everything is siloed. Everything is logical, linear and this kind of creative part, even like in schools, it kind of be trained us. We mentioned before, like I was thinking, oh, I'm not creative because this part like it. If you don't use it all the time, like the left brain just takes over and the only thing from that science based. So again, super excited about the work we are doing. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Great. Um, we have, but I think it was an intro where we were speaking about the kind of yin and yang and the pendulum swing and suddenly you are in the kind of spiritual world and you think, okay, I'm letting go of detachment, letting go of um, needs and desires and I only need to do and sit in a vipassana and meditate for 10 days, be in quietness, do my breathing, be connected with nature. But there's also this, this purpose, this, this drive, this passion and you see you can make an impact in the world. So I'd love to ask you how you balance it and what's your view on that like how much even do you allow yourself to just be in nature and just do, do do nothing and be in that not doing be in the being more not in the doing and how much you also have that drive and maybe even your responsibility or your your desire to to change the world and make an impact so how do you balance that are there periods where you were in nature and thought like mm, maybe i could impact one more entrepreneur and make more sustainable impact so yeah what's your view on balance between impact between doing and being Yeah, I love that question. So for me, it was really a process. So when I shed my old world, I swung right to the spiritual side. And there was so much exploration there that I needed to do with myself. And then, you know, like I said, I spent a bit of time not working and I took real time to reconnect with myself and to connect with nature and to explore different experiences and ways that I could learn and expand. And During that time, I also did not know how to reconcile everything I had done. So I started to see it all as bad. I started to see good and bad and think, you know, earning tons and tons of money is bad and doing big business is bad and social media is bad because there is so much negativity in those things. But then I realized none of these things are bad. Of course not. They're all just tools. They're all, all things that we can use in any way that is really an expression of what's happening inside of us and how we want to translate that into the world. And so that was really important for me to, to realize, no, making loads of money is not evil. 
making money by damaging people in the world and using it to damage people in the world more, you could say that's evil. But there's nothing evil about these tools, about money or, you know, digital world and social media. And there are ways that we can impact more people and help more people. And so that was really important for me to go through that process and to understand that. And then I could start to bring it together. And I then just realized that actually all of the work that I had done before was also for a reason. And that everything that we do connects us to our purpose, which is constantly evolving, by the way. You know, purpose is not something that's just static, that you catch one day and hallelujah, I've got it for life. <laughs> yes, finally. Not at all. You know, it takes it takes constant evolution as we evolve, as our priorities evolve, as our driving values start to shift over our lifetime. So, yes, it's that was a really important process for me to kind of bring those things together and let go of 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 the kind of opposite judgments that I'd had that kind of I probably needed to separate me from the world I'd been in but then it was about letting all of that go as well and letting things come together um and yeah I do still spend time in nature and make sure that I have balance and you know enjoy to take a week and go and, and be in a retreat in the mountains hiking and and meditating but I'm now in a phase much more around also doing, but based on my intuition and allowing myself to work from a very different place. So I'm writing my book right now and I'm writing it from a place of somewhere greater than me. It's coming through me. I'm connecting and I'm allowing it to flow. And, you know, when, I'm, when I create my podcast episodes, it's just energetic. The people show up in my life and I interview them. There's no, nothing hard, there's nothing forced, there's nothing that I try to make different. It, it, it unfolds, you know, and I know that my work is what I'm meant to be doing. And of course, there are some things I enjoy more than others in, in the work, you know, some of the, the tech stuff um, I do enjoy to, to hand over. Some of it I love doing, I love making websites and designing and building websites, but you know, some of the like email stuff, you know, I get really put off, but, but overall it's, it's completely in tune with my purpose. So I allow it to continue driving me and just listen to what I need at any given time. But to be honest, I've never felt more focused and more clear on what I'm here to do right now. And so I'm allowing it to come through and to happen. But it will constantly evolve and change. But I'm really enjoying um, the surrender to what, what's unfolding and not being purely driven by strategy as I always was back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Not only right and left brain, but partly left brain, like the strategy. Okay, thinking consciously, what do I need to do? I have this five-year plan, one-year plan, quarterly plan, goals all the time versus what you mentioned, like this channeling, which not, not yeah, let's keep it with channeling, which can be a little bit, hard to put into words but once you experience it it's make perfect sense even I, i'm not even limited it now to to like inner voice because it's even something higher because your consciousness is only not only in your mind and body because we interconnect like in conversations like this and clubhouse and your entire environment you get inputs on levels that you're not even aware of so i would love to ask because you mentioned there's this purpose but it also evolves so what are some things to do that you kind of use to validate which actions like you're now writing a book You are now writing a business. So how do you um, see what, which kind of activities you take on and how do you make sure that you are on your purpose and kind of validate to see how, how does it change? Is there any like strategic process or something 
that you have in your own life or is it just being in nature managing that time so yeah how do you validate you stay connected with your purpose even though it's changing mm, good question well I think that our purpose changes over a longer period of time. So my purpose has been clarifying more and more over recent years, but I'm still in the first phase of really knowing it. And so I think more in 10 years, it may have shifted into something else, which is no doubt probably related, or maybe I can see how it's related, maybe not, but um, in terms of knowing what it is that I need to be doing at any time, I really just allow the messages to come through. And this is through all the things that I mentioned, which of course I've gone through the whole process of my program myself and really connecting my intuition and really meditating and really allowing myself to be guided by my body rather than my mind and to give things a space and time that they need. And sometimes it's just about who shows up in your life. I knew I wanted to write a book this year. I had a few different ideas for what it would be. I wasn't quite sure which, wasn't quite sure when I'd start. And then a client of mine offered for me and a good friend to join a program that she does um, to help people find the, the wild writer within them. She's called Marion Bott, she's, she's wonderful. And, and she offered me to join and it just all seemed perfect. And I said, okay, yes, universe, I'm ready to start writing. And it just felt right. It wasn't like, oh, I have to because it's here in front of me. It was, yes, this just feels completely, completely right. And then I realized that my book was answering some questions which I had about my business, which I had not thought about with my book because I, I really didn't want to write a book as like a business magnet just to kind of basically drive people to buy stuff like that. I really, I, I did not want it to be like that. Of course, it will raise my message and my work and maybe people will be interested in working with me more once they've read it which would be beautiful, but I don't want it to be a sales magnet. But equally, I've been looking a lot at kind of online funnels and a lot does not resonate with me at all. And I really don't want to put something out there and try to bring clients in in a way which doesn't feel 100% authentically driven and value-based. And so that's something I've been playing with. And then the book comes along and then I realize, wait, the book is the expression of my business that I can make now in the most authentic way that more people can connect with and I can help more people that way. And, and I know that that will lead me to what I'm meant to be doing next. You know, I just, I, I know that by helping more people and bringing this important message to more people, the next thing will come. So I don't know whether that means more clients will come to my business from reading it or someone will hire me to be a speaker for something or I'll be given a book deal to write the next one or I have no idea or something happens with my podcast off the back of it. But I know that it's what I'm meant to be doing. I just know, there's no question. You know, it's like when I met my husband, the, the first time we met, we drank a cup of tea together and we both knew we'd spend our life together. And, and I didn't <laughs> believe in that. And, and I didn't think that this was like really real. I wasn't looking, you know, I thought that if maybe you're really looking, you kind of think you see that, but I wasn't. And, and that, you know, it's just this knowing, this mm. knowing and, and, you, if you ask yourself why, your mind can come up with 10 mm. reasons why it is and maybe 10 reasons why, why it's not. But your body knows. And when your body knows, you know. So it's just like that. Beautiful. 
Yeah, interesting because that question we're kind of coming for from a left brain strategic thinking of always the strategic process because I love also, I mean, there's some value in having that framework, how companies evolve, that constant reflection, that having that strategy, that goal, but then periods where you reflect and that's what was kind of fishing for, like some yeah. kind of journaling. I know, I'm sorry, I went off the other way. I mean, I, I of course, I it's just I have a whole process that takes people between nine and 20 weeks to complete which helps unlock all of these different parts. And I have specific exercises in that, which are all really important and deep. And I could tell you one of them, but it wouldn't answer the question because it's one piece. You know, they're, they're all pieces which come together with helping us to have this, this feeling with our intuition and our body. And, and I also love bringing together this very strategic approach and having a step-by-step, -step, a three-step methodology. Each of it has its three parts and each of those three parts has three parts and it's all been developed based on science, based on theory, based on coaching and consulting and experience and feedback. And, you know, it's, it's rigorous, uh, but really what comes through is, is, is our experience as a human and how we feel. I mean, that's everything. Yeah, they're beautiful. That was actually what I was about to say next, because in the end, like it's not that important. And it's important also to keep the simplicity in mind. Like if you really just do these practices, being nature, have some stillness, do meditation, being the body. Like I love this concept of embodied cognition that even now is in science, that the competition, the computation is not only in the mind, but the entire nervous system, like your emotion, everything ties together. So That's what I was about, about to say then, that that's really what it comes down to. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Don't look for the fancy process, the fancy tools, techniques, strategies. But you just put these practices into, into place and learn interoception, learn to listen to your body, move, and then eventually you will like become like Nikki, <laughs> be more in touch with your intuition and have that trust, which I'm still, yeah, still know that there's big parts for me. Like, sometimes I can grasp it and sometimes I know, like, even the last few weeks and I was like one project and you were like too much into a doing mode. And then I kind of a few weeks later, I noticed, Oh, wait a moment. Like things are getting harder and harder and there's so much stress. And then, Oh, I'm again, a little bit deviated from my path. I just got too focused on, on the target. I lost contact with my intuition. I didn't listen to my body, to my sense. And then yeah. it's like, okay, take a step back and revalidate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? There is so much, um, This, I think there's so much that we have within ourselves. There is so much that knowledge and wisdom that we have, but at the same time, we all need support. So yes, you know, what we're talking about is all within you in a way, but there are so many different tools and ways that we can reach it. And I think it's just really important also that we explore and find what ours are and invest in that for yourself, you know, really, whether it's retreats or men's circles or breath work or, or having a, a mindset coach or having a spiritual coach or all of the, these things and reading certain books and giving ourselves time off and, and all of these different ways that we invest in ourselves. And actually, I use my intuition also to guide me in that when I choose a coach for myself or when I choose a certain practice, you know, we will get recommended 20 different types of meditation, but what makes you choose that one in that way at that time. And it's what you're ready for. It's what works for you. I remember I wanted to start meditating for two years before I did. And it, you know, it just never made that switch and started. And then I started with an, an app with the Sam Harris waking up app, which, which didn't stick, but it meditation stuck. 
and then I went on my journey with it, which is just my little route from there and where, where I went next. And, and the passion has showed up in my life so many times. So many people telling me about this type of meditation and the retreats that they're done. And I thought 10 days in silence, that's scary. I've got to do it. <laughs> Anything that I find scary is just, okay, let's see. Always move and towards actually, your fears. It was so much easier than I ever imagined because so mm. many people told me how hard it was so actually turning up was you know but yeah it's you know it's 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 I think also important that we give ourselves permission to align with the right tools people coaches guides spiritual practices whatever it might be types of music whatever that that just really resonates with you because it's just part of your journey and it's not about looking for all the answers in one place but just allowing that to continue to unfold and sometimes you don't know why you needed to get into yoga maybe it was just to meet the breathwork guy that you became really good friends with there but it's all part of the journey and I'm definitely not perfect I'll tell you a personal story um this is really personal, but I just felt like sharing it the last time when I really didn't listen to my intuition is why I'm pregnant right now. <laughs> because <laughs> That's really a big personal story. Thanks for I sharing. In, I was in Mexico. Um, oh, it was absolutely amazing. We were in a place where magic mushrooms are part of the ancient culture. And we had this gorgeous um, uh, mushroom ceremony in the mountains in just all the food that, that was eaten there was grown in the garden, all plant-based. The water came from the mountain. It was so mm. grounding. And I've been working a lot in the heat by the beach for a couple of months before. And I was always hot and getting in and out of this crazy rough sea and working. And then this week of just bliss. And this mushroom experience was the most intense psychedelic experience I've had. And I connected with my late mother and grandmother and they showed me that they're part of me and that every step I take is for all of us. I'm just now the biological expression of all of our ancestors. And I will be the channel for the next biological expression of us. And it's not my, it's not me doing it, it's us doing it. And they're doing it with me and that I'm ready. And I was telling my husband and we talked about, you know, having a baby next year uh, or, or seeing if that would be the path. Also pretty open to it, I mean, Let's see what happens, but sort of stop trying not to be pregnant next year, kind of, you know, see where it goes. And um, the very next day, my app of, for my natural uh, contraception told me it was safe, uh, a day where I was not fertile. And my intuition told me, you, you can get pregnant today. But I thought, no, I, I, I use the app. The I, app. <laughs> I mean, the app says it's green. <laughs> and um, I got pregnant the very next day. And this was also a beautiful lesson, you know, where my business is going so well and it's so gorgeous. And I haven't talked about this publicly that I'm pregnant actually, but um, you know, it's no, just everything. <laughs> yeah, you're the first one. I haven't even like told my my friends on, on yeah. <laughs> I should tell some old friends before you publish the episode, but you know, it's just been like a really interesting learning of, firstly, I knew, you know, I, I had the intuition but I didn't listen to it. And secondly, that everything's going with my business and growing and just so organic and expansive and, and, and the podcast, my podcast going conscious and every, you know, everything's where it's meant to be. Um, and then I thought, okay, this would be the perfect time to have a baby. Cause then I can do this first and this with the business and this and this, and, and actually no, the, there's in the universe knows better and there's a plan there and it's about surrendering and letting things happen 
and it, it felt so magical to have this experience and the next day to become pregnant um, that, I mean, this is how it's, this is just perfect. It's how it's meant to be. And it, you know, I, I've never felt more connected to my intuition and my mission than I do now. And as I'm creating a new life inside of me, I'm, uh, I'm evolving so much and I, mm. there's so much I did not know we could do a whole episode on this, but just, you know, it's, I'm evolving. And this, this process, I, I imagined that being pregnant would be so much about the child that is to come, you know, preparing and I'm sure that will come. I literally had no instinct to prepare anything. I haven't prepared anything at all. I don't know anything I need, <laughs> you know, that's fine. That, it, it's not a big deal. It will come. But now I'm expanding, I'm evolving and I'm in this, I'm creating life and I'm creating a book and I'm going to birth them mm. both, you know, wow. and this is like my life's work and my mission is coming through me. And I've heard from other women that, that during a pregnancy has been the most productive, most focused time. And, you know, I'm lucky to have a really supportive partner who will be the, the primary kind of carer also, you know, for the first few years. Um, and then, you know, we'll see how we tag team or whatever. Um, we'll do it together as a team, of course, but, you know, I, I'm going to not really, it won't affect my business in any way apart from helping me to grow and clarify so yeah that was an example of when I didn't listen to my intuition but it was the right thing to do <laughs> yeah so in, in, in retrospect partly you do listen to it so on a certain yes. on a different level exactly wow. I probably also decided without knowing that it's okay now you know Yeah, beautiful story. Really, thanks for sharing that. And <laughs> always makes me a little bit envious that I can't be pregnant because I can imagine, like, as we talked about interoception a little bit, like how important, like even scientific validated, super important to sense what's going into your body. And obviously, it's like a crazy thing if you like create new life inside of you and then all your hormones change, so much stuff going on. So keep me updated with things that are happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You can come on this pregnancy journey. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> We are all connected. So I maybe not even need to be become pregnant myself. So that's you'll feel it. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Great. Nikki really loved the conversation. Really amazing episode. And to kind of come into a wrap up, I would like to ask you looking back into your entire journey. Maybe not even usually I frame it in towards the what's your most valuable lesson to the entrepreneurial journey. But let's just talk about what's your, your, if you have to dial it down, like what are the most important lessons that you've learned that you would give someone during your, your journey for, to give you all the freedom there is. Let's see how it goes without many constraints. If you want more constraints, let me know. We can dial it down. <laughs> let's try. What are your most well, important lessons? It's a big lessons? question. It's yeah. a really big question. And all I can do is answer with my intuition, right? And let the first thing that comes flow through. And so what's coming up for me is to really learn that I can create my own reality has been by far the most important lesson. And that really comes from what we talked about with shedding all of these ideas of you need to do this and this is what you have to do and this is how a successful person is and lives and and all of these constraints and old stories that we carry around with ourselves and once you let go of them 
and start playing with the magic of the universe that maybe you never touched before. Because I mean, I think we all touch it without realizing in many ways, but when you start really tapping into that, you start to understand that you can push it and push it and grow it and grow it and change the reality around you. And so to change your mind and change your mindset, I mean, you know, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is around reprogramming their subconscious. And when we reprogram our subconscious and we allow ourselves to see that actually we can live with abundance and that we can create the kind of freedom that we want and that we can fully give ourselves permission to unapologetically live the life that we want to live, then it becomes so much easier to do it. And that resistance to creating that life for yourself, yes, there are external factors that can come into it, but it's in you. And seeing that and realizing that, that all of that judgment and all of that that you've taken on from your environment, it's just within you and it's up to you to just change it. And it's so much easier to do when you give yourself permission to just let go and create your own reality. And I'm so passionate about this for people because I truly believe that every person is a good person. We're also all traumatized to different extents from different things and it affecting us in different ways. But I believe that every person is part of a greater purpose and that we're all here to make a positive impact in some way, whatever that might be. And it's not about comparison at all, but it's just about, you know, if you bring your true deepest nature to the world in some way, it will be your happiest path for yourself and the best thing for, for everyone else in the world. So that's what I'm committed to. And that, that's been such a, an incredible thing to learn that's a constant learning. You know, it's constant because we, we still have so many patterns. I have so much to work on, so many patterns to let go of, especially like you described earlier, when I'm in, the, in the, a lot of the doing and I'm doing a lot of doing. And then I go, oh, oh, this is showing again. Okay, let's release, let's try and release that. And, and so, yeah, I think that really just give yourself permission to create the reality you want and see how it transforms your life and the world. Beautiful. Yeah, I can, I relate with that again. So turns out the question wasn't too broad at all. Your intuition managed to answer it beautifully. So thanks for that. And yeah, thanks for being here. Where can people get in touch with you? Where can people find you? Thank you so much. I've loved this conversation. It's gone to so many places that I, I didn't expect, but that's all I did expect. When I, when I opened up a, a call today, I thought, I don't know where this will go, but it will go some places I don't expect. And I can't where it's wait. supposed to go. <laughs> exactly where it needs to go today. Um, so people can find me. The easiest place is probably Instagram at Nikki Trot, N-I-K-K-I-T-R-O-T-T, or my website. I've got NikkiTrot.com, and that's where you can find Conscious Accelerator and also my podcast, Going Conscious. And Going Conscious is on all major platforms, so I'd love for you to take a listen and let me know what you think and leave a review or send me a DM on Instagram. And I'm always open to connecting with incredible like-minded visionary people. 
And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today on the Entrepreneurial Brain Podcast. If you like the show, please take a minute to review our show on iTunes or any other podcast platform. This will help me a ton to reach a bigger audience with the podcast, but also the most important thing to really get world-class leaders, world-class performers, experts, scientists, and ultimately just create amazing episodes with a lot of value for you. Thanks in advance for your support. My name is Maurice, and I will see you on the next show of the Entrepreneurial Brain Podcast.